Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. Say hello to Floyd Little and Jim Brown, Sean Tucker. In the orange record books with his fifth touchdown of the game. All across CNY. Keep the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. It's the 315. Hardy faking feeds the Grace Jameson. He scores! Here's Brian Higgins. Hey, welcome in on a Friday. Here we go. Working our way toward a, a long weekend for some. For us, anyway. We got uh, no shows coming up on uh, Monday. We'll be back at it next week on Tuesday. We got to cram a full week of prepping for Houston NC State into four short days. We'll do it. We will get into uh, the big game after the bye week. Uh, coming up next week, not really a lot of orange uh, football talk uh, to get to today, but we are back tip to tail in this one. Fantasy football to wrap things up next hour, 3.30. Adam Levitan established the run. They've established a lot of stats, and they move them around and churn out some of the most accurate fantasy information out there. 3.15, Simeon Torrance. We'll talk a little hoops. Monroe Madness in Rochester tonight. Simeon, the men's, the women's basketball teams will be out there partaking in that. First public look for anybody at the uh, basketball teams this year. That comes up tonight out in Roch. Talk to Samir coming up at 3.15, 2.45. This is normally at 3. Adjust your clocks. Set an alarm. Figure out if you want to listen to them or not. The Sacco six-pack had been scalding. This show started. It's not been scalding. So I don't know if Mario's going to blame me. I uh, don't think he has any picks involving his beloved state of Pennsylvania today. He'll join us at 2.45. Will he lean back on the Sun Belt, which was the way to go for the Sacco six-pack last week? It went just one in five. Well, we're going to ignore that. Mario's going to step back in the batter's box and take a crack and uh, see where we end up with the six-pack today. That's a 2.45. His mysterious counterpart, the man who sort of knows, will deliver his picks at 2.30. Uh, those picks did not go well last week either. So double bounce backs for our picks that are delivered always, guaranteed never, coming up uh, later on this hour. 15 minutes from now, we'll talk to Joe Panacci, who is the CEO of ICM Controls, tell you about uh, their new impact scholarship program, icmcontrols.com slash scholarships. How about this? Are you a high school senior? If the answer is yes, go to this site. Do you know a high school senior? If the answer is yes, go to that site. Two $10,000 scholarships available for college. You want those. Joe joins us next. Uh, Joe also has not one, not two, but three national championship rings because he was on the Syracuse lacrosse team. Played with some guys. uh, They looked alike. Looked a lot alike. Came from Western Canada. Uh, yeah, he was on the 88-89 and 90 uh, national championship teams was Joe as well. So we'll get a little into uh, ICM, where they fit in the community. They've been here 40 years manufacturing up on the north side by the airport. We'll talk to him at uh, 2.15. And it is a bye week for Syracuse football, so not a lot to talk about today. You know, light practices, coaches a uh, big recruiting week and weekend. 
And then they'll, you know, a little bit, just a little, little skosh of NC State preparation. A little look ahead to the remainder of the season. Body maintenance, getting everybody right, healthy, upright, uh, going toward the end of the year. So uh, that is kind of wrapping up. Usually in these scenarios, they give them the weekend clear. And then they'll be back at it, getting ready for NC State. You know, Sunday afternoon, get back into the normal game week feel. That's next Saturday, 3.30. Ranked v. Ranked in the Dome, barring NC State. I don't know what NC State would have to do this week not to get ranked. They're 14th right now. We're in the top 10 last week before the loss to Clemson. Have Florida State this week. Like, they would have to lose by a very large amount of points to not be ranked next week and have only the 12th ever, 13th ever, ranked versus ranked matchup inside the Dome in the first since 2001. So that's a game... Uh, that we're excited to talk about getting into uh, next week. But we will save that till next week. So no game this weekend. I think uh, a lot of us right now are wishing there had been no football game last night. There was no college football game last night. So if you wanted to watch football last night, you had but one option. And oh my, what an option it was. Colts, Broncos. Do you want field goals? And not a lot of field goals. Do you want like a medium amount of field goals? Do you want anything else? If you answered yes to the first question and no to the second question, that was the place to be. In Vesco Field at Mile High for a 12-9 overtime field goal duel. You want to watch Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson duel each other at quarterbacks? The answer may have been yes if you had answered that question five years ago. We found out in 2022 the answer is no. You do not. You do not want to watch that. Do you want to go to sleep? If the answer is yes, sit on the couch watching that game. More likely than not, you would have ended up asleep last night. I don't think I'm only speaking from personal experience. I am, but I don't think I'm only speaking from personal experience. I mean, that game was make your eyes bleed bad last night. Literally. And let me know if you experienced the game the same way as I. You know, sit on the couch. You're watching the game. Okay, not a lot's going on. Maybe it'll pick up. It's close. Well, close is not always good, but when it's close, may- maybe good can occur. It didn't. You know, then it drags on, and the game was taking a minute. Uh, close and low scoring does not mean it's going fast. It means there's a lot of incompletions and punts, which actually make the game go slower. So if you're like me, that means at some point uh, you fall asleep on the couch. I think it was 9-6 at that point. That's it. Well, and if you fall asleep on the couch, you are destined, uh, of course, to wake up on the couch later. Which was 9-9, headed to overtime. And my life decision at that point was, nope. No. You've had enough. Off. Check the score in the morning. Hey, 12-9. Broncos go for it on fourth to win at the end. Wide open guy in the end zone. Throw it. Not to him. Game over. It was an amazing display of bad football. And uh, Thursday nights this year have, uh, you know, the opener's different. The opener's not. I realize the opener is on Thursday night. That was the Bills-Rams game way back when now. That is on Thursday night. It is not Thursday night football. It's Sunday night football on Thursday night. And that game wasn't close, but it was, oh, man, look at the Bills. 
And around here, great excitement. The next week, debut Thursday Night Football, Amazon Prime. Chiefs, Chargers. Heck of a game. Back and forth. Heck of a game. Decided late. Chiefs win. And then, who? We've had a Browns, Steelers, something. We've had the Tua injury. And now that, last night, in which the Tua injury uh, legitimately probably had an effect on the game because Naheem Hines did not have uh, control of his gross motor skills after play three of the game. And he was lost when the Colts were already down uh, their top running back and the leading rusher in the league last year and Jonathan Taylor out injured on the short week. It has just been bad. And to top it all off, you have bad football that is being announced by, in many people's minds, the greatest football television play-by-play guy of all time, Al Michaels. And if there was anything to keep you locked into the game last night, it was Al. He had he had a lot of stuff going on. At one point, he compared it to the fifth regional game on Sunday on CBS, which gets tweeted out there. And uh, friend of the show, Andrew Catalan, Syracuse graduate, often does the fifth regional game on Sunday for CBS. Many years uh, before they made the the run here, many years that was a Bills game. Andrew did uh, a lot of Bills games, and. Uh, He's always good for a joke and replied to it on Twitter. You can go search that out with the uh, the gif of Robert Redford smiling as Jeremiah Johnson. That might have been a better watch last night than the game. Most anything would have been. But they arrive at overtime, or the second sticking down to an overtime is coming in Denver. Denver has some of, if not the best fans in the league. The way they announce attendance at Broncos games, is not the attendance number. A sellout is known. What they announce at Broncos games is the amount of people that are not there. They wait until all ticketed people are in the stadium and they count up how many people are not there, how many tickets did not get scanned in. And that's the number they announce. I don't know what the number was last night, but the Broncos fans are serious about this stuff. And... This was Broncos fans leaving the game as it was about to go to overtime. That tells you how bad it was. Broncos fans, they love it. Leaving the game, going to overtime. Here are Al Michaels and Kirk Street Playing in German. Anyway. <laughs> They're leaving. The Broncos fans are bailing. They've had enough. It's 9-9. They're like, the heck with it. I'm out. Yep. I'm out of here. Uh, they've had enough, said Al, and couldn't have stated it better. About an hour before that in real time is at the point that Al declared the game was so bad, maybe it was getting good again. Al was on one last night. It was beautiful. Uh, Al has reached the point of his career where he needs not care if his employer nor anybody else uh, thinks that he is criticizing what is happening. Uh, and he, he let it go last night. It was it was good. That Unfortunately, that was the best part. I prefer Al to be saying good stuff you know, with a good game which he more often had on Sunday night football for all those years, or Monday night football years prior. He's the debut guy with Kirk and the big doings on Amazon Prime. Uh, The math out there today was something like with the amount that Amazon has paid for this package over the next decade plus, that each game, I realize it's different year to year, whatever, but each game on average cost them $76 million to put out there. 
So that was $76 million of fun last night, folks. Fun is a loose term. But thankfully, you know, always around the corner is another football weekend. I'm sure uh, Saturday and Sunday will provide uh, a blank slate, a fresh start, and something other than that. Unless you're going to watch Iowa. I don't know who Iowa's playing this weekend. Iowa would have been right in the mix for a game like that. There would have been a safety involved somewhere, but Iowa could have pulled off uh, what those two teams did last night. I don't know what happened to Russell Wilson. Like, he was hurt last year. I was like, all right, he, he struggled a little bit late, but he was hurt. Like, they got some weapons and stuff there in Denver. I know Nathaniel Hackett seems to be in over his head, unfortunately. But if you have a dude that's supposed to be, you know, a potential Hall of Famer in Russell Wilson, I don't know what's going on. And Matt Ryan just looks cooked, unfortunately. He's been in the league a long time. He's had a great career. Great career. Underrated in many ways. MVP, the year the Falcons made the Super Bowl. Should have won the game. Didn't. Tom Brady. Russell had one of those, too, against Tom Brady. He's got a ring. But, man, usually you watch a Russell Wilson team in Seattle, and they say, they always got a chance. The biggest winner last night, I said, I put this out on Twitter during the game, the biggest winner of last night's game, other than Al Michaels being quick with a quip, the biggest winner of last night's game was Pete Carroll. When they traded away Russell Wilson, you looked at the Seahawks, what are you doing? You have a franchise quarterback. Not everybody has a franchise quarterback. Now you don't. And here are the Seahawks. Geno Smith is statistically one of the better quarterbacks in the league right now, which is mind-blowing. And Russell Wilson stinks out loud. Who could have seen it coming? Not me. I don't know about anybody else, but uh, not me. All right, here's what's coming up on the program today. We'll talk about football that's hopefully good later in the show. Adam Levitan from Establish the Run at 3.30 will tell us who maybe you want to play on your team this weekend. You didn't want to be playing the people that played in the game last night. Uh, stats? No, they were not big for stats. 12-9 does not make for many uh, stats that are fantasy friendly. 315, Samir Torrance. 245, the Sacco six-pack. Immediately next, we'll be talking to Joe Bonacci. He is the CEO of ICM Controls locally here in Syracuse. We'll tell you about his new $10,000 ICM Controls Impact Scholarship for two high school seniors locally in the community and harken back to his college days. Why? Because they were on the Syracuse lacrosse team, the best lacrosse team of all time. He was a senior on that 1990 team with the Gates and the whole crew. I'll tell you about all that. Uh, when we come back, off and rolling here on a Friday, it's the 315, all across Central New York on QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. It's the 315 with Brian Higgins. All right, back here on a Friday, working our way toward the long weekend here. We've given you the man who sort of knows picks. He, he's straight all over the map. College hockey, NASCAR, college and the pros on the football field. But we got to go to our guy. It's a bounce back week. I'm feeling a bounce back week for Mario Sacco with the six pack today. Um, and if not, Mario, uh, we've determined that this is now going to be your fallback plan. If the picks, if the picks don't trend back up, that you're going to have to find a fishing tournament and start cheating in it. Cause uh, that, that seems to be the next way uh, to make some money. If the, the picks don't pick back up this week. And Brian, you have to catch fish to put weight in them. <laughs> and uh, I can't catch anybody. So uh, I might be bad in that as well. You, you're going to have to doubly cheat. You're going to have to bring an outside yeah. fish and add the weights. Uh, yeah, can I ask what means if they would keep their fish alive, and then I'd go buy them and, and go go that route, I guess. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna figure it out. We're gonna figure out a way to get Mario with her. that that story. And uh, uh, 
you brought to my attention that somehow you, you like know people that were involved in covering this whole fish tournament cheating story from Ohio the other day. So that story broke. My mother's side of the family is from Toledo, Ohio, and I grew up spending my summers in Toledo, Ohio. And the guy that wrote the story writes for the Toledo Blade. <laughs> and then I called my uncle the other day, and he said that it, it's more wild than than what you can uh, read in the papers of the stuff that they are doing and stuff. So, uh, you know, if there's guys I don't want to make mad as far as sporting events, it would probably be Sylvester Stallone in, in the uh, arm wrestling movie and fishermen cheating <laughs> scandals will, uh, will lead to those things. Yeah, the guys that were getting cheated against were not pleased by what was going on there. I have spent oddly, uh, not as much as you, an oddly large amount of time in Toledo. Uh, I was there for multiple WNIT games, but that is a... a There you you are. That's a story for another day. Two WNIT quarterfinal games, both going to overtime between Syracuse and Toledo. Back in the day, back to back. Yeah, so uh, we had that, but we got to get back to the six-pack. Not your best week last week, Mario. We're going to throw it out. We're going to move on here. We're going to recover. Uh, what have you done? Have you changed the strategy this week? Or what are we doing to get back on track? Uh, it was awful last week. There's no other way to put it. I'm now 10 and 11 on the year. was 1 and 5 last week. And I have officially wiped off PA teams from my list. So they're no longer picking anything dealing with Pennsylvania teams. So hopefully I can head in the right direction Uh this week. And how dare you not know who Iowa plays this week? The Fighting Tommy DeVitos. Oh, they've got Illinois this week. Where? How, what am I doing? How am I... Man, that, that, is, uh, that is my mistake. We should have been on top of Iowa. I, I apologize to Tommy. I do not mean to group Tommy in with Iowa and the trek we saw last night. DeVito stands alone. DeVito had more touchdowns last week himself than any of those three teams combined have had in a while. That is the prop bet in another one of my things that I do. Tommy DeVito touchdowns or Iowa touchdowns <laughs> offensively. Uh, it, it's probably so, Tommy. Tommy had three on the ground last week. Yeah, yeah. I went with the fighting DeVitos. All right, let's get into the six-pack here. I got uh, Louisville on the road at Virginia. I have no idea what Louisville was like. They just lost to Boston College last week. They can't be that bad, right? Give me the two-and-a-half at Virginia. Louisville's giving two and a half at Virginia. Um, head to the SEC. I got Old Miss after a big win against Kentucky. I think they hammer Vanderbilt. Uh, that's a 17-point line, big line for Old Miss. Uh, I think they're trying to trend to being a top-five team in the country, uh, and I think they go out and hammer Vanderbilt. I'm going to go back to the Sun Belt, my bread and butter. Give me James Madison until they lose uh, or can't cover a spread. They're 11-point favorites at Arc State. Go back to the SEC. I got a lot of college picks this week because I just don't trust the NFL. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got Kentucky minus 6.5 at home against South Carolina. Wildcats bounce back in a big way, hopefully. And uh, for some odd reason, I was just looking, I picked a lot of SEC games. Uh, you, gotta, yeah, you, you, you missed the Sun Belt. <laughs> you, went, uh, you went Sun Belt adjacent and found the SEC. <laughs> Yeah, I got Texas A&M plus 24 at Alabama. That is a very large spread. There's no way Jimbo, after all the crap talking during the summer, he gets beat by 24. That's my thought process. And I like the over in the game over in London between Green Bay and the Giants. It's at 41. Uh, I think a couple of points will be scored, even though 
I don't know who's playing quarterback for the Giants this week. I, I believe I, I just heard within the hour that Daniel Jones is going to be good to go uh, for the Giants on uh, Sunday. So it sounds like, anyway, uh, Daniel's going to play. And Aaron Rodgers is going to play. Like, the Giants' defense, Mario, has looked pretty good so far. But uh, if you look at the list of quarterbacks they've played, uh, you could stack them all up, and it, it wouldn't be like a quarter of what, what Aaron Rodgers has ever done. Yeah, yeah and I, I hoping Saquon... I, you be like thirteen points out of the Giants. That's like a twenty-four, you know, twenty-eight to thirteen type of game. Actually, that would be the forty-one over/under total. So hopefully, it's a little more. But you get my point. I got one more flyer for you. If okay. You got a couple extra bucks to put on. This is not an official gonna, six-pack pick. This is like the bonus six-pack add-on. This is a bonus, bonus, trying to make you a couple extra bucks. If you if you have it to spare, I'm not saying go and lay you know, a lot of units on it, but. Uh, Eduardo Escobar's plus five fifty to hit a home run tonight in game one of the wild card against San Diego. So I'm going with Escobar plus five fifty to hit a homer tonight. All right, so plus five fifty. He's got twenty this year. We're going for Eduardo to knock one out. He's got, he's got like four in the last like four or five in the last two or three weeks. Okay. Out of that twenty this year. So he's got hot. He's hot late. And again, it doesn't. You Darvish is hot too, but the homer does not have to come against Darvish. It is allowed to come Correct. against the bullpen uh, later in the game. So uh, to recap, the six bag, uh, Louisville as a two and a half favorite at Virginia, Ole Miss seventeen points to cover at Vanderbilt, JMU, the official team of the Sacco six bag, an yeah. eleven point favorite at Arkansas State, Kentucky is a six and a half point favorite at home versus South Carolina, Texas A and M to cover the twenty four at Alabama. And the Giants and Packers to score more than 41 points in London in Tottenham Stadium. That is the six-pack. Uh, we'll recap it on Tuesday. No show Monday. We'll recap it on Tuesday with Mario. All right, buddy. Uh, better luck this week uh, on the six-pack. Uh, we, we don't want to cancel the segment, so uh, be- better luck. we, we got to get back to... <laughs> if it's time, I guess we got to go fishing segment or something outdoors. I'll... Uh... It's getting to be archery season, I think, around these neck of the woods. So. Uh, yeah. Well, oh. If not, you yeah. can keep making the picks, and we'll just tell everybody to pick the opposite. So either way, we got something going for it. All right, that is uh, Mario Sacco. That is the six-pack, and uh, we will keep tabs on that all weekend long. Let's take a break on the program now. Spin around the NFL coming up next. I'm your Torrance 315, and Adam Levitan from Establish the Run Fantasy Football Chat coming up. At 3.30, that is how hour number two lines up when we come back after this. It's QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse Sports Talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. All across CNY, it's the 315. Here's Brian Higgins. All right, roll along here on the program on Friday. Brian Higgins with you all. No football this week, but we are not lacking in Syracuse sporting excitement. Never are. Basketball teams will be unveiled to the public tonight out in Rochester at Monroe Madness. Both the men's and women's basketball teams will be out there. The Orange Tip-Off event will be in the Dome uh, next uh, Friday night. And uh, with that, we go to the phones and we welcome in a member of the Orange basketball team. He is Samir Torrance and uh, getting ready to get out there to Rochester in a little bit. Samir, uh, welcome in. And uh, how fun will this be uh, tonight going out to Rochester and getting a, a show off for your fans a little bit here? Hey, how you doing? Um, appreciate you having me, but I'm I'm really excited, uh, not only for me, but just for our freshmen that's coming in, and obviously, obviously for me, Joe and Jesse, because we're seniors, so you know, it's going to be an exciting time. Um, something new going out to Rochester, 
seeing different people, so it should be fun. Yeah, I mean, uh, you've done this before, and obviously this is your second year with the team, but you know the deal if that works in the Dome, and you'll you'll do that uh, next week. But, you know, uh, you got any tricks up your sleeve? What, what do you guys have planned to do to, you know, show off for the fans here tonight besides, you know, just uh, showing them uh, you guys playing a little basketball? <laughs> I mean, uh, we're just going to be ourselves. Uh, we're going to get up and out of court, play some five-on-five. It's going to be a lot competitive. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. Uh, we got a competitive group. Uh, I'm sure the uh, the two teams that we're playing against, so my team and the other team, are going to be competing. And uh, I mean, my team doesn't like to lose, so we're going to be we're going to be try to try to go win. Um, so we're going to show the fans a lot of what we can do um, as a team during man to man and uh, during two three. So. It's a lot of stuff. We also have the three-point contest and the dunk contest, so it should be a lot of fun. All right. Who you got on your side tonight, Sam Mayor? Who'd you, who'd you get on your team? So it's me, Quadir, Justin, Benny, and Jesse. And then we got Bull coming off the bench. Okay. So you got you got a solid crew there. You, you know, split up we the got, freshmen. You got a good crew. You yep. got a solid crew. All right. And you got the big man. It helps to have the big man, right? And you, you got Jesse coming back. And, you know, we go back to last year, Samir, and – Man, Jesse was coming on and playing phenomenal ball when he got hurt uh, late yes, in the season last year. Uh, what have you seen out of him at, at this point? Any signs of the injury, or has he just kept on uh, going like it never happened last year? Oh, he, oh, he's back. He's back normal. Um, if you look at him now, you can't you can't really tell that he's been out for that long. Um, he's uh, he had some experience with his international team, so I think that was good for him. And then when he came back, he was he was back rolling. So um, I'm excited for him, and he's gonna. He's gonna come back the way he left off, so it's gonna be really good. Yeah, and uh, man, he was playing as well as anybody in the league at that spot uh, at that point yeah, of the season uh, last year when he went down. And you know, we look at your game, Samir, and you left a great last impression uh, at the end of last season, which I think what people remember what you did down at the ACC tournament and how well you played in the last couple of games. How did that take you into the off season? Coming off maybe your best two performances in a in a Q's uniform to kind of drive you into the off season for whatever you had to do there. Oh man, um, just everything that played a part in it. Uh, me and Coach had a lot of conversations on what I need to do for next year and how to become a better point guard and how to become just a better a better facilitator and what things can I do to make myself better and, and improve the team. So um, during the off season, I mean. Uh, if you talk to Coach G-Mac or Coach, Coach Beheim, I've consistently been in the gym from morning to night just working on my shooting, and I can say it's definitely uh, it's definitely come along. So I'll definitely be shooting the ball more than what I did last year um, just because of the trust that I built with Coach Beheim and him seeing me work over time of of me doing my jump shot. So it's it's come along, and obviously I'm going to be doing the same things last year, facilitating and getting the guys involved and most importantly, winning. Uh, we got to get back to being that uh, Syracuse team that, that usually makes the tournament and um, and goes far in the tournament. So that's what we're looking forward to. Yeah, you kind of hit on two things I wanted to get into there. And you say winning. How, how did last year sit with you guys? Because, you know, in any of your lifetimes, there had not been a season that ended like that uh, for Syracuse with, with a losing record. It's not something any of us around here are used to seeing. How did that sit with you guys in the offseason? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, the returners meet Jesse, Bull, and Joe. We, uh, we just put a chip on our shoulder, and we just tell each other, hey, like, we're, we're trying to make a tournament. We're trying to make a statement here. and uh, We want to leave on a good note. So um, we, we had to put in the work over the offseason and during the summer, and we had to uh, reunite with the freshmen and, and 
talk to him and tell him what it's all about. And especially for me, that I'm a I'm a person that's from Syracuse, but I haven't made it there. But I see Syracuse to turn out. I want to be a part of that that history. So um, the hard work in the summer definitely has paid off, and we just got to keep going from here. And I'm, like I said, I'm excited. So. And you said something here that hard work. A lot of that was working on your shot. How hard is it? To change a shot like that's something you've been shooting the basketball literally your entire life. How hard is it to spend the summer trying to shoot it a different way than your body knows how to do it? It's hard. Um, just saying it is hard, but I mean, if you really love something like I do, like I love this game, um, you're willing to do whatever it takes and, and put whatever it is into it just to get the outcome. And um, I say I, I did that, and I'm still doing that to this day. I'm not gonna. I'll be satisfied where I'm at. I, I still want to shoot the ball. I, I'd better clip, even though I'm shooting at a good pick right now in practice. But um, I'm just looking forward to improving and, and getting better. Yeah. So. We, we look forward to officially seeing that shot unveiled tonight at uh, Monroe Madness and then, you know, in the Dome next week. And is it hard to believe, Samir? Uh, literally, as we sit today, we are a month away from the opener against uh, Lehigh. <laughs> yeah. Does it feel like it's coming that fast at you? <laughs> Crazy. I was telling. I was just talking to uh, the freshman Chris Blunt. She was telling me in the summer, like how how the summer was going a little bit slow. And I was, I was telling him, hey, don't rush it, because um, soon as school starts, man, the train is gonna it's gonna go and it's not gonna stop. So uh, I mean, I can't believe that it's already here. Um, I'm excited. Um, I'm really taking it all in. I'm not really getting too excited, but I I just can't wait. Like I keep saying, so. Samir Torrance is our guest, and you keep mentioning the freshmen, and with good reason, there's six of them. How can you not mention them? They're everywhere. Um, uh, Judah Mintz was the last guy added to this class last year, and the highest-ranked guy uh, coming in. We hear nothing but glowing reports out of practice and out of all this stuff. How good is this guy? And you know, it, it, as a freshman, how hard is it to be good like that right off the jump? His, uh, his, just everything about him is phenomenal. Um, his competitiveness, his just nature of working, um, just everything about him. He's a, he's a natural scorer. Um, he just brings so much to the game that a lot of people don't even see. And uh, just him going out there, like I said, like his competitiveness, competitiveness is really, um, I think, the big key for him. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't like to lose, um, and I think that carries a lot of weight for him. And um, he shows every everybody in practice what he what he's about. So, I mean, he's really good. He's a really good scorer. He's a really good facilitator. He can do it all. Um, he's one of the um, the best freshmen I've, I've been around in a long time. So, uh, I can't wait to see what, what he's going to bring to the table for this team. And, and that said, uh, Samir, people were excited about this freshman group before Judah was involved. There's five other guys. Give me give me a little nugget on somebody. Who, who's popped out to you that, that might be ready to show the Orange fans something here this season? I mean, I can't I can't just talk about one without talking about the other five. Um, I mean, I can just go down the list. Justin Taylor has been shooting at a high clip. Uh, he's a he's a great wing. Uh, he brings something different to the table. Uh, I, I can say he has a little bit of buddy in him, but um, that, that's a long way of coming just because he's a freshman. But mm-hmm. I can say when he's shooting it, when he's shooting it really good, he's uh, he's hard to stop. So he's going to be really good for us. Quarter is a really good. Point guard uh, reminds me of Michael Carter Williams while he was here. Really long, uh, really can get downhill, can see the floor very well. It's very flashy at, at times. He'll show you, he'll show off uh, a pass or two that's really just hard to to think about. He'll he'll like 
you know, passive behind his back or through his legs, and you're like, what the hell? So, I mean, he's gonna, he's gonna, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, he's gonna show you something that's, that's really crazy, but that's, that's just his game, and, um, fans are gonna love him. Um, Peter, he's been working his, his butt off ever since he stepped on campus. Um, he's a high flyer. He, he runs the floor very well as a big man. Um, People don't expect him to play, but I expect him to play. He's uh he's been really good in practice. He's been competing with Jesse. Um, they've, they've been going at it back and forth. And uh, Peter brings uh offense rebounds, a lot of big screening, and he can finish above the rim. So who doesn't who doesn't want to see a big that can finish above the rim? I mean, I can't can't think of any any other big that can finish above the rim other than him. Uh, he does it at a, a really uh high ceiling. Um, Malik Brown. Another guy who's who's attacking the offensive rebounds at a high clip. Um, what what surprises me about Cam, he uh, his defense is is really just um, underrated. He's really long. Um, I can I can tell you right now, he's probably gotten the most steals and deflections since since the practice been started. Um, he's really active on defense, and uh, he can really finish finish around the rim. Chris, Chris Bunce, he can, uh, he can, another guy that can shoot it, uh, he's definitely going to open up the floor for us. Um, he, uh, he makes tough shots and, uh, that's what we're looking forward to him. And he can also get up and down the court. Um, his defense is coming along. He's rebounding more and, uh, and yeah, I can't, I can't wait for these freshmen. So I'm excited. I, I like that. Oh, we got a good little, uh, a good little, Look at all five, all six of them there from uh, Samir. Yeah, let let us in. There you go. I know. Hey, that's, that, that's a good veteran answer there from Samir Torts. Uh, uh, let's let you go on this, Samir. Uh, the football team's 5-0. and oh. uh, You may be one of their most important recruiters here going further. Your brother is killing it at, at CBA right now. <laughs> yeah. he's, a, he's a junior, Sayer. He's a wideout. He's a defensive back. He's doing it all. Uh, do you have the inside track? Are you helping Dino out? How's your recruiting going? Are you, are you a little brother right now? I, I think he – I think Coach – is doing a very good job recruiting my little brother. Um, just being there at his games, uh, calling them every every Sunday. I think he's doing a phenomenal job of him just being a head coach, but more of a head coach and trying to trying to have a relationship with my little brother, which is which is uh, what I expect um, expect him to have. Uh, I mean, I don't I don't really force my little brother to go anywhere. Uh, I just try to tell him to take his time, pick. Pick whatever is best for him, and uh, and pray on it, and just decide where where he wants to go. I mean, I would love him. I would love for him to come to Syracuse. I mean, who else doesn't want him to stay home and and breathe that uh that good air of Syracuse? So uh, I'm excited for him, and uh, he's he's at a different level right now. So um, I can't wait. For his future. Yeah, he's doing big things out there. CBA's got Rome free. That game is uh, tomorrow. So, uh, are you going to get to go catch that one? Do you, do you have time to go see your bro play tomorrow? Maybe, maybe not. I told him. He told. He told me he didn't. He didn't want me to come just because of uh, he. He knows what the the game is going to look like. The outcome. Yeah, they're not uh, very good. They do a lot. Yeah, they're not very good. So I didn't want to say that, but you said it first. So, I, I did. Uh, <laughs> so he, he he told me not to come to this one, but I'll definitely be at a lot of home games and. As soon as they get to sectionals, uh, I'll be at the dome when they uh, when they play in playoffs. So, all right, sounds good, uh, Samir, and uh, good to chat with you. Good luck tonight at uh, Monroe Madness, and we'll have to catch up again soon. All right.
Yes, I appreciate you having me. Thank you. That is Samir Torrance. He and the rest of the men's and women's basketball teams will be out in Rochester tonight for Monroe Madness in the Dome next Friday night for the Orange Tip-Off event. And hard to believe the season opener for real after two exhibition games is one month from today. Take a, a break now. When we come back, turn our attention back to the NFL Fantasy Football Talk with Adam Levitan from Establish the Run. That is next here today. It's the 315 in Central New York on QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio. 